You are listening to 10 Wrestling's 2300 Wrestling Podcast. Follow us on Facebook at 10 Wrestling Pro Wrestling Discussions, on Twitter at 2300 Wrestling P1, and catch new episodes of the 2300 Wrestling Podcast on Anchor FM, Spotify, and other leading platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this is the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, D.B. Richards, alongside my sweet tea referee, Dave Keener. Yeah, you're you're here a little bit, but you're not totally here, but I'm just having fun with this. <laughs> How did that sound? I think that sounds great. But we have... I'm one, right now. We have on the line right now one half of the division. One eighth. One eighth. You want to say the one fifteenth, the one sixteenth? Whoever's in this division group. I'm thinking about I'm joining soon. I don't know yet. Maybe we can make some I just need to make some money here. You know what I mean? Ha, ha, ha. Um, Benjamin King. Hello, Benjamin. How you doing? I'm, I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Um, I have some fun. And so Dave's over there eating a salad, and he's like, I'm going to be the executive producer, and you shouldn't eat his N over there. But um, nope. Okay. <laughs> I'm looking at George right there. <laughs> so let's start off the show. I, I want to I wanna get into the bigger parts of the, um, this wrestling. Do you think wrestling should have background checks? 100%. How's that? 100%. Uh, so, as we know, we live in a society where uh, people, human beings, tend to like to hold secrets. Some of those secrets are pretty light. Like, you know, I lied to my friend or I didn't show up because I wanted to hang at home, play a video game or something. But then there's real life that tend to need to be revealed. Uh, we recently seen this with the company Synergy, where Colin West, name he went by, uh, was, well, revealed to be one of those people who needed to have a background check before owning a company. Yeah. And it's a simple fact is he's just one of hundreds to thousands of people who are like that, who hold that secret, that dark secret that can really influence everybody and anyone. I have a nine-year-old son. I need to make sure that whenever he goes to events that I'm at, safe. Yeah, totally. When he's in the locker, when he's in the locker room, while I'm out there performing, he's safe. So I feel that background checks are necessary because I feel like anybody that walks through that door into a locker room, into the audience, maybe not the audience, because we can't control that. We can't control the locker room. We can't control the athletes and the managers and the owners. So yeah, I believe that background checks are very necessary. I got a question. Um, it's to this. Let's say Colin told you guys that he had a deep secret, blah, 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 that he's changing his life around to make it better. Do you give him a little bit more credit or would you just want him out, period? Personally, it's a complicated situation. A dark secret can go many ways. Yeah. The problem that I have with Colin West, other than what he did, is that he tried to hide it. Yes, that's what, yeah. That's the biggest issue I have. I'm I'm not cool with people that try to hide what they've done. Correct. If he came into the wrestling business and was like, look, this is my big dark secret. I'm trying to change my ways. I would like to start a wrestling company, but I would also like somebody to be there to monitor so this way I can show that I am changing my ways. That's a different path. But instead, he opened up Synergy and he didn't acknowledge his path. Instead, he kept it a secret from everybody until somebody just goes, hey, look, I got social media and I'm going to blow up your spot because you chose not to. And that was a hard time. That was a hard time. Like, I went to my first Synergy show, and then, yeah. boom, I met him and said hello and all that stuff. And then, I think it was a couple of weeks later, boom, all this stuff came down, and I'm like, 
oh my gosh, I feel sick. It's like, I shook the dude's hand. It's like, yeah, it's like, I can tell you right now, when the news broke out, I was in the bathroom sh literally scrubbing my right hand because I shook his hand multiple times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, and I this was... is the same hand where I, where I hold my son. This is the same hand where I play catch with my kid. Yeah. Like, he needs to understand what he did is unforgivable. And the fact that he hit it only amplifies the no forgiveness policy that I got. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Big time. Like, I'm 100% with you on this. And, like, I hear other people's views and all that, and I, I believe they should have background check. Because if I really want to take my niece and nephews to a show, I know I'm going to be safe leaving them at the seats instead of having somebody... Like, coming up to them because of who they are. You know what I mean? Little kids, you know what I mean? Yeah. Makes me sick. It really does. It really does make me... Man, give me the stomach aches right now. You know what I mean? Thinking about it. 100%. So, putting it all together, because, like, this beginning of the um, last year, everything opened up big time with all these... Um, what is it? The movement can't open up, and... The speak out movement, that's what the word I was thinking of. Wow, my brain is slow today. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually going to be real with you. That movement actually inspired a lot of what the division is. Yes. Um, it was one of many things that occurred back in 2020 that actually inspired the creation of the division. Okay. So when the movement occurred, it was right after the Black Lives Matter movement really got enforced. Gotcha. And at that time, at the time wrestling stopped. There was nothing happening. Nobody was doing anything. Yeah. And I, I, I won't lie. I was in a moment where I was very depressed. I was seeing the world that I loved crumbling, both in wrestling and personal. It was hard for me to watch where both myself and my son couldn't go outside without being afraid that somebody might attack us because they didn't agree with the movement. Oh, yeah. And then as I sit inside trying to comfort my child, I go on Twitter and I'm seeing all this stuff of the other world that I love of professional wrestling and people speaking about, about these people that are abusive who are sexually abusive who are racist who are it's just, it's just it was a sickening sight and i had to witness that from my own couch but not only couldn't i go outside because of fear but now it's the fact i fear working with another man working for another company so at that time i sat there and i'm like things need to, things need to change they have to change so i ended up talking i ended up talking to, like before there was a few we the division was just an idea that was formulated for some fun it was me travis jacobs the notorious mini and at the time royal money we're all factory guys we were just having some fun with the name and just seeing what things would go when everything happened during quarantine i decided to talk to those guys along with some other members such as o'shea edwards deshaun pratt rico de la vega in my mind and shaheem ali i'm not going to mention i'm not going to forget about him the fact is all eight of us decided to get together and because we wanted to make a change we wanted to do better we wanted to push for better so the development of the division was basically we were divided from everybody else. We weren't going to sit there and let wrestling die. We weren't going to sit there and let racist, sexist, and abusers get away with anything. Yeah. If it was storyline, if we were walking into the back, people were going to understand that reality just checked in and that you weren't going to get away with the... I'm, 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 I apologize, but I'm going to curse. I'm, we were not going to let shit go by. <laughs> you can curse on this show. No, hey man, I, it's, a it's a respect thing. I'm respectful. I always try to be honorable about that factor. But the fact is, we weren't going to let shit die. So I, now I, things, right? I, I totally understand everything you're saying. Like I, I said this because I, this is what I believed in all my life. My brother was born in Spina Bifida, so I learned I in life in the beginning that treat everybody equal, respect everybody, and it doesn't matter what you look like. 
be who you are. So I, I said, I care about human rights. And somebody attacked me for using the word human rights. But they never asked me why I use the human rights. And I am a big fan, like, not big fan, a big person talking about my brother. My brother means so much to me. I watched him get um, rocks thrown at him. I, I chased them kids down, you know what I mean? But um, he was attacked. He got picked on, blah, 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 for wearing crutches and braces and being handicapped. And it's wrong, you know what I mean? And that pissed me off in life. And that taught me a lot. Learning that my great-grandmother back in the, the Hitler days, she's German, got tr treated like crap in America because of what her religion, um, her rights, you know what I mean? Her, her background came from. And it, it really stinks that, oh, you're German because you're Hitler. You believe in Hitler, blah, blah, blah. No, she wants, she came here to make a better life for her family, you know what I mean? And get away from what was going on with Hitler and all that stuff. Believe me, but, dude, I get, I get it. Uh, during the whole Black Lives Matter movement, I had white people telling me that I wasn't white. I'm a mixed, I'm a mixed gender, like I'm mixed race. Okay. So like I'm, I'm both African American and Irish. Okay. And I had people telling me I wasn't white because of my skin color. That's bullshit. And then I was being, but at the same point, I was getting self-hating black people telling me that I wasn't black. I wasn't black enough. And that's bullshit. So, but that's a skit. It, it is bullshit. The problem is that I, I couldn't do anything about it. I could just argue. Yeah. Problem is when the numbers are too high my voice becomes voiceless. It's the reason why it's the reason why I shout. It's, it's the fact is I refuse not to be heard anymore. And right there, this is where my platform comes in so you can make your voice happen. And gosh man, you got me chills. I got goof on everywhere right now. It's like man, I'll tell you straight up right now. I just found out on this morning that my dog passed away. So I wanted I to do my condolences. Oh, thank you. Um, it stinks because, like, it hurts. And, like, everything you're saying, man. Like, first time I seen you guys come out, make your points, and listen to you on there, I had to go out and buy a Division shirt. You know what I mean? <laughs> I had respect to go. Dude, I, I respect it. I love the style of the shirt, and I had to buy it. So, I am not marking out to you guys, but I am marking it. Okay? Not marking. <laughs> I'm marking into you guys. You know what I mean? I'm with you guys. I appreciate it. Oh, it's, it's, it's funny, like, a lot of people look at the division, they're like, oh, it's just another stable, it's just another faction on the professional wrestling scene. We're just another set of people that are just trying to make a big name for ourselves, but it's, it's bigger than that. I feel it's like been you, bigger than that. You guys are family. You know I mean? You guys are together. You guys walk around, you, you put your points out there, and I believe you guys are the biggest family out there right now. And, and that's just it. Like, we, we, we are influenced by a lot of different things, both in reality and professional wrestling. But we make a statement every single time time where we say pay attention and it's not just because it's like hey pay attention to us we're doing big things we're going to make things loud and proud no it's not, it's not like that we say pay attention because everything we're doing has a, has a reason there's a reason behind our action when people say oh they're just attacking people from behind we're not attacking you from behind because you know we're being dirty players we're showing you that if you can overcome that you can gain respect if you can overcome every challenge that is thrown at you you're evolving you're getting better you're becoming the best. That's the word that people like to use. Best in the world. Okay, cool. Best in the world. Prove that. Prove that you are a decent human being. That you don't need to be sexist, racist, or any of those things just to get some some clout in the world. Like, get your name out there. Even ne negative even negative publicity is publicity. And some people don't get that it's not good for a reason. So we're coming to challenge you as a human being, as a professional wrestler, all of it. That's why it's one of the things we 
O'Shea Edwards said it first, either you evolve or die. So either you evolve in this business, become better, become stronger, become faster, become the best you, or literally just fall to the wayside like everybody else who ends up being knocked off the side of the platform. You got me like chosen. Oh man, I'm having fun. Man, like with this whole COVID thing going on, you're all good. Everything's great. You're happy. Everybody's safe. Well, for me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Not, not, not me. I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, no. So, I actually, there's a large belief in my family that I had COVID back in May of 2020. Okay. Um, basically, I showed every symptom that they were showing, but we were too afraid to go out. And honestly, I was too sick to leave the house. Okay. So, we just did everything we could, like natural remedies, stuff to help my chest, be able to get some air in my lungs. Yeah. We did everything we could. Then, in August of 2020, I was confirmed to have COVID. Oh, shit. And it, it sucked because it, it happened again. Like, in my eyes, I had COVID twice. Okay. Confirmed once. Okay. And it was awful experience both times. I couldn't breathe. I was getting cold sweats and then heat like that. You ever get when you, when you have the flu? Yeah. And your body gets those chills and right. suddenly you're just super hot and then you get the chills again. Like, you can't, it's like you're walking around with a hoodie and, sh and shorts all yeah. day long. Yeah. Because you're not sure how your body's going to react. Oh, yeah. I, that was me for nearly two two straight weeks. Oh, shit. And it was, it was rough. Oh, okay. And my biggest fear is that my son was going to get it. Thankfully, my son never got it. Oh, my son was fine. He was healthy. My grandmother was fine. She was healthy. Everybody was good. But it's like nowadays, it's one of those things where I am so like, so I'm, I'll be vaccinated fully starting off in June. Okay. And I keep telling everybody, I'm still going to wear a mask. Oh. I'm still going to go to the store, wear a mask. I'm still going to do these. Even if they say, hey guys, masks are no longer needed, I'll still wear it. I agree. At the end of the day, I, the risk of me getting it might be lowered. And if I got it, my symptoms might be lowered. But at the end of the day, I still have a nine-year-old kid. I still visit my 80-plus-year-old grandmother. I might not feel I might not feel it, but if I carry it and bring it into a household and then get somebody who didn't have it sick, yeah. what does that make me? I, I totally agree. I totally agree. Um, I'm not a big fan of the vaccination thing, but that's my opinion. I got, the, I, I, I'm I got, not going to be somebody that's trying to convince you. Oh. If, at the end of the day, it's your choice. It's your body. Like a cat too it's your decision it's just uh, i i want people out there to respect the thing oh, those I, who are getting vaccinated just too, yeah. yeah that's all it is because like my, my, like my mother doesn't want to go vaccination vaccination yeah she doesn't she's like it's too early to get it to get it yeah. that was her decision yeah but she respects the fact that i have to. oh yeah uh, i i totally agree with you man um in 2017 i got the flu shot for the family and i got really sick and then went into the er and all that stuff um i had Oof. pneumonia and my lungs were filled and all that stuff and that's one of the reasons why i do not take shots anymore um i i take more um, vitamins than anything now I eat healthier and I, I'm just going to go that way and that's what I believe in and I hope people respect what I believe in and yes I will wear a mask still um, yeah. it's all about I like to be if I'm near you near if I'm not like totally close up against you I will it's all about how you feel with me and whatever I might have it down but I might pull it back up because if I'm staying away from people I, I'll have it down or the people I love and stay around me and they're all around me and I don't know what's wrong with them but um, I believe that my family got the vaccine my, my I totally understand their, their ideas about 
it. And I, my whole thing is it's my body, my choice. And I don't want somebody to tell me what I had to do. And I'm still afraid of you had to take two shots. I don't know why you need to take two shots. That's the thing that I don't get. Why can't we get something? So, you know what I mean? The whole. And then in six so months. It's, from what I'm being told, it's it's one of those things where the first shot is to help activate. It's like to get it in your system. And the yeah. second one is to activate it. It's just a, it, from what I was being told, it's basically spread through your body. And then the second shot is to activate everything. That's why most people after the second shot get mildly sick afterwards. Sometimes yeah. they don't, but it's, it's the fact it's throughout your system. And then your body has like a shock reaction because it happens all at once. Okay. I'll pass on that. I almost died in 2017. <laughs> so um, I'm going to pass on that. That's just too scary. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. Well, ironically, the, the one that it was only one shot was the one that ended up, uh, you know, doing damage. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It just scares me. Um, I support other people. That's their choice, yeah. not my choice. But um, yeah, um, I hundred percent. Whatever you guys do, don't force it on me, please. <laughs> but um, that's just it. It will never. Be, at least from me, I can tell you, I ain't never going to tell you to go get the shot. I will tell you, just be safe. Let uh, it continue wearing the mask. That's all I'm gonna say. Keep following the guidelines. If you don't want to get the vaccine, at least do what we've been doing for the last year and a half. Oh my gosh, I I, I told um Dave already. I bought all these masks. Dude, I'm gonna mm-hmm. just use it as my gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I'll just walk around. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Say hi to Benjamin King. Hello. This kid yesterday. How you doing, brother? This kid yesterday. He's 15 years old, and he put up our equipment and took charge putting it all together. And I, I had to say thank you, buddy. Welcome. <laughs> Dude, he did a great <laughs> job, like setting up and everything. I can't do anything. Good. I hurt, I hurt my arm at work, so I'm not mm-hmm. allowed to pick up anything. 10 pounds, and he did everything for us. Put the tent up. Put the equipment together. Kid is amazing. I respect. You're welcome. You have a question for him? No. No, uh, you don't have a question? Well, why not? I just came down to say hi. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> it's okay. You could ask a question. Go ahead. I ask a question. Questions. You don't have a question? No. You don't. You're a big rep. This kid knows wrestling. He, I think he, he got into wrestling like a year or two ago, right? And now he knows so much. He like studies about it. I don't study. I just fall asleep to documentaries because I leave documentaries on. <laughs> I like this kid. It's Dave's um, um, girlfriend's kid. And he's awesome. And you're awesome. Okay. Okay. Let's let's get into some questions now. Um, what was the best advice you ever been given? Best advice of best advice I've ever been given. Yes. If you're thinking about quitting professional wrestling, remember why you started. Oh, I like that. It's this business, a lot of people say this business is a fake business. Mm-hmm. It is uh, athletes who act is a term that I was told. Okay. The thing is, is that people have no idea the sacrifices uh, people have to make in this business, both physical and mentally. Mm-hmm. And the boundary to stay in professional wrestling can be challenged a lot. Uh, there's been multiple times where I thought, uh, where I was just like, this is just too much. I can't do this. How can I do this? I'm, I'm injured in my, in like two different areas of my body. How am I going to do this? I, I'm overweight. Bill, how am I, uh, I'm struggling trying to lose the weight. Like, how am I ever going to be taken seriously in this business? And it makes you think to yourself, you can't do it. Me? I was told, if you ever think of quitting, remember why you started. And when I do that, I just think of my kid. Mm-hmm. I would have never started professional wrestling if my son never asked me to. Wow. He, he wanted me to be a wrestler. I, 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 I attempted. And I struggle trying to get into that ring. But I stayed. Yeah. Danny Cage at the Monster Factory, he put me into a managerial position and and I stuck with it. And you're good at and it, man. Stop. I love your videos. I, I'm amazed at everything you do. You know what I mean? I'm like, wow, I need to get this guy on my podcast. And <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, I, I see how much, like, I love managers. And I think it's 
a dead for dead pro art. wrestling. Like you don't see that many managers anymore, and I miss that. I miss the old days. Like I miss like when you're watching the Royal Rumble and they had that little small promo. It's like I'm gonna be in the Rumble, blah blah blah, and then and then you go to the next guy. And I miss that stuff. I miss like the little promos. I miss I miss so much about wrestling and independent wrestling got me back into loving wrestling a lot more. It's like I love it. I, I don't know what it is, you know what I mean? It just puts a smile on my face when I see wrestlers that are starting in the business and have the love of this business and makes it puts a smile on my face. I had so much fun yesterday with yeah. um, Matt um, Vorga. Oh my gosh, thank you. My tongue tied, sorry. It's And I had so much fun with him and it was like, I was like, holy crap, dude, you're down to earth, man. I love it. I love everything about it. And and I only met him once. You know what I mean? I felt it. You know what I mean? That he loved this yeah. business. I see that with you guys, the vision. I see it. I see it with Johnny Moran. I see it with, oh my gosh, like so many names. I, I wrote down so many names on Bob Coulter's page that I forgot people's names. And, and it was like almost like 12 o'clock at night. And I'm putting down names because he put down four names that we need to keep our eyes on. And I was like, what about these guys? And I kept on putting names out there. And look at um, Sean Donovan. That guy should be somewhere, but nobody put him anywhere. And it's it's a shame that nobody looks at these guys. And, and it makes me sad. Like, I, I don't know. You get what I'm saying. Hundred <laughs> percent. It's one of those situations where there's people out there with so much talent. And it's one of the reasons why like when I do this whole division thing, I collect a lot of people and talk to a lot of people. Yeah. And it's just this is a platform, man. I say it all the time. We are a movement and it's because I'm trying to help these guys get the publicity that they can. And like I have the time and of day to share their posts, edit some videos that pop them up and get their get their names noticed. And I do the same thing for those that I'm out there, like Wrecking Ball Ligurski, the man is a monster yes, in that is. written. And he is somebody, like, I see people that are being signed sometimes who I'm like, oh, I got, like, five people literally in my right hand that can go better than these guys. Okay. I have a better look than these guys. And it makes you question why not. And but they always say, sometimes it's just not your time. The problem okay. is that you got to make every day your day. Frankie Picard. And if a company, if a company ain't going to sign you, give them a reason to regret that. Oh, yeah, big time. Um, It was Frankie Picard I went up to and I for my first interview ever. Oh my gosh, if you go back and listen to that interview, I was freaking scared of what I'm... <laughs> it was my first interview, you know what I mean? But I had yeah. fun. But it was Frankie Picard that gave me a shot, took me to shows, that introduced me to people. And yeah. Chad opened up the door and let me talk to wrestlers and do stuff. And then Billy helped me. And um, me talking to Johnny Moran, he opened up and stuff. Um, so many people that accepted me so that I was an outsider and you brought me in it's like give me a big giant hug yeah. Dave Keener he's a null one you know what I mean like I'm so happy he became a friend of mine um, we've been friends for like almost like five years now or more it was because of one of my friends named Jordan and they both work at Bates Motel and he goes I have a friend that's a wrestling fan and I didn't know like and then I heard his name and I'm like oh his brother's Mike Keener and it opened up a lot more. And I, I'm still waiting. This is one of my things. Dave still needs a 
introduced me to Mike. I know yeah. Mike. I've seen Mike, but he never introduced me as his friend. And that's my whole thing. I want to be introduced, shake hands, whatever, and say, hi, how you doing? That's why I want yeah. in this. You know what I mean? That's how I am. Yeah. If I introduce you to my family, it means I'm introducing you to my family. Hello, this is blah, blah, blah. Boom. You know what I mean? I'm still waiting for that um, introduction, but I know Mike's always busy when he's at wrestling shows. So, but the day will come and then I will respect that. Like, I would love to say thank you to him too because he's letting us talk to his friends. You know what I mean? And it's amazing. Yeah. Um, it, it, this business, like yesterday, I, I fell in love and watching everything. Everybody's having fun. A lot of screw-ups because it's indie wrestling. Everything goes wrong. I, I love it so much. Like, and people invite you to things and I was happy that people are handing me cards going hey talk to us um, we'll help you out we'll give you some uh, more viewers I'm like oh cool and it's it's I love that you know what I mean and they see how much we're trying to hustle and, and it's I hope it pays off you know what I mean it will pay off if you keep on the grind man you will sooner or later see the result that you're looking for yeah, that's I, something I was taught a long time ago we just opened up our YouTube page and our first um, little three minute inter- um, interview with Matt Tremont put up so whatever story you want to put out there man we're gonna put it on there and we're gonna have some fun <laughs> um one, awesome. of, one of our bigger number of things that's um we like to ask is pet peeves um dave mine mine's like pet peeves is like referees being out of spots i i watch the study you know what i mean and i'm not a wrestler but i see out of space i watch the referee count at the dude's feet and his shoulders are on the other side I'm like i don't know you can kick out from your feet <laughs> do you have any pet peeves in the business besides what we talked about earlier Peeves about the business? Yeah, like little small little things like um, not wiping your feet on the mat before getting in the ring. Referees not wearing right. the red color shoes. Uh, honestly, I only got two real, only two real pet peeves in the business. One's a little minor one, and one is actually a semi bigger one. The minor, the minor one is one that you already mentioned, wiping your feet before getting in the ring. Uh, it's a respect thing. Yes. Um, it's it, it falls in line. It falls in line with like when you're while you're training, while you're getting better. Don't hit the mat when you get frustrated like you can't do a roll or you did the suplex wrong don't hit the mat the mat didn't do anything to you it's a respect thing be respectful to what your craft is you messed up you messed up the move cool get up do it again keep on working work hard keep doing the work the one biggest pet peeve i have that's a little larger than most hate favoritism man oh i hate i hate these companies out there who they'll pick up like three or five names and then they just stay with them like there's there's no growth like you have like a roster of 20 other plus people and they all just get tossed to the wayside to uh, we'll just put you in this little thing or we'll put this little thing and I and I get it don't get me wrong I get the fact that if you have a brand name that you're trying to build you're going to take some of your biggest stars oh, yeah. I, 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 I seen that too I, I asked the question I this promoter I saw and they're in H2O Center and I'm like am I going to see something different if I go to this I want to know if it's going to be the same people or am I going to see new talent? Because yeah. I go to H2O, I see the same talent all the time and I love them all. But sometimes you want to see something different. You see the same storylines, same matches. You're like, I want to see something different. That's why I like to go to 1CW, DCW. I like to go other places besides the same companies I go. I love, I love give everybody a hello and all that, but I need to yeah. spread our podcast out. You know what I mean? And I can't stay in one company. Um, I love Titan. 
I love everything they do. I love magic. I've been there twice and I fell in love with that place and I haven't been back. And it's a plan to go back again. And it's it's yeah. hard, you know what I mean? And plans to go to Monster Factory. I would love to meet Danny Cage because the history of that building, the training center, all that stuff. And I have well, tons of respect for that guy. You know what I mean? Danny has, like, I know he might not know this, but Danny is basically like the only father figure that I have. Uh, I never had a, I never had a father growing up. Uh, he left me after a uh, some incidences of the past, and basically, I never. I've always had like people here and there, but when I walked into the Monster Factory, Danny Cage could have easily turned me away. He didn't. He he let he, he let me join. He let me work, and that's something that I'm always going to be grateful for. Wow. The man, the man is literally. If pe- people could say what they want, but the man is a genius when it comes to professional wrestling. He, he knows this business. business. He loves it. He, and you can it's see not even it. just love. He knows it. Yeah. Like he knows what will get over. He knows what won't get over. That's the reason why. Like I still, there's days where I question why he ever let me in that into the business. Because sometimes I, I'll self doubt myself, and he will tell me basically to shut the fuck up. <laughs> he goes, he'll tell me to just keep working. He'll tell all of us to keep pushing ourselves to do better and do more. Oh, yeah. And that that alone is something that should be always acknowledged. That you have to have that drive. And the man, like I said, the man is a genius when it comes to this business. And honestly. I don't think I would be the person I am today if it wasn't for him. Man, Danny Cage, man. Um, like every time I see stuff, like people, are like I want to get in the business. I'm like, here's a great, here's schools, Danny Cage. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I said Tremont, Preacher, they're awesome too. You know what I mean? I give these guys these names. Check them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if they don't, it's not my my place to go. Hey, did you go? I was like, what's your problem? You know what I mean? It's like, you want to be a wrestler, but you don't want to do it? Then I'm not going to help you anymore. And I try my best to like point them to the right place. I'm like, hey, talk to this guy right here. His name is Dave Keener. To, um, he'll point you to Monster Factory or whatever, and I'll help you. Nothing yet. We gave, we gave this one dude our number and all that, and hoping he will call Dave and didn't do it. It's not my fault, but <laughs> it's you need to try your best and move forward. Don't don't stop. Oh, uh, where are we at? Um, geek out moments. I I geek out. Like yesterday, I really didn't geek out, but I geeked out for the thing I brought to him. I went to house. Um, what was it? Um, hardcore homecoming in Philadelphia in the ACW arena back in what year, George? Two thousand five. Two thousand five. And I still have the program, and I still have the ticket, and I brought it over to Shane because it was his. He ran it. You know what I mean? That was the show he ran. And um, he's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> he was amazed that he had, he took a picture of it. And then he's like, and then I'm ready to walk away. And he goes, yo, yo, let me see this again. He's like, I want to look inside the bug nail. And the, the guy that brought him in is kind of a little bit upset that I'm taking his money away from him. But Shane wanted to look at this. He goes, I wrote yeah. this whole, whole program. And oh yeah, he ribbed him too. Um, yeah, Sam ain't ribbed him because they put the, um, his tattoo on the wrong arm. <laughs> but he's like, I wrote everything, and then we started counting all the people that passed. And it, yeah. I think he said it was sixteen people's names on that program's not here anymore. And it's like this business took so much, and yep. then and it's so sad today. When this airs, is not going to be the day that aired, but today is the day Owen Hart passed away. Yep, and I was just watching his dark side of the ring. I am a big fan of this one question. I am a prankster. I, okay. I, I consider myself like Owen Hart. I prank Dave all the time. And right now, I, I'm not in the mood to pranking him. But um, do you have, like, I'm all about good pranks, not like I'm shitting in somebody's bag or somebody hurting somebody's feelings. It's like a fun little rip. You know what I mean? Like like okay. yesterday at the show, um, TJ had his um, baby um, kid picture and Don Moff put it up in the air and Lion King's theme music came on. It was hysterical. <laughs> 
in the match. He's on the other end. And you see Dang putting it up in the air. And um, and I got the um, music going on. And it was a fun little rip. Have you been cool. in one of them kind of fun ribbing world? You do know that Travis Jacobs is part of the division, right? Yes. <laughs> yes, I know. Is, I, I know. I... <laughs> he is one of those individuals who loves to mess around and be a prankster himself. Who he is as a human being. He is vicious in the ring. But outside the ring, he loves to mess with people. Oh, dude. That's why we got along so well yesterday. Uh, there was one time we all went out to eat, and basically, I what I would normally do, uh, a guy named Tiger Watson, a good friend of mine who also used to transfer factory, we would go there, we would get the, our waters, we would get a bowl of lemons, and then we would use sugar packets and make our own fr- like freshly squeezed lemonade. Okay. Well, there's one day where I'm trying to do what, what he suggested to do, and Travis just kept talking to me, he kept talking to me, and he kept distracting me, and then he would remove the paper away so that's why i didn't know how many sugar packets i was putting into lemonade that was the sweetest lemonade i've ever had i drank it i started something i'm somebody who finishes what they start but you're you're it was like a kissing motion i bet what's this yeah Ugh. yeah that's pretty much how it is <laughs> oh gosh that's so funny that cracked me up i'm um, table of five you're the fifth person mm-hmm. but you have to put four more people at the table and here's the thing they all have to be managers so what so what's the question table five you have to put four people sitting at your table for dinner lunch whatever all and managers all managers of uh, past and present past present dead live whoever you just want to sit Bobby there. Heenan Taz Jason Snake Roberts Paul Heyman oh I like that I like that already wow and if, if I need and if need be interchangeable MVP okay I'm down with that I'm down uh, with and that. It, with any of them uh, I'll say this right now the reason why I kept MVP separate mm-hmm. is because MVP is actually my favorite out of all the names that I just mentioned okay. it's just the fact those four are placed at the table and I will always if any of them could be placed with MVP I would do that. I'm that voice. You know what I mean? If you hear me in, in the crowd, I'm the one that's trying to start chants, stuff like that. And if, water. <laughs> yeah, where's your water? <laughs> where's your water chant happen? Um, yeah, I'm that guy. You know what I mean? I want to push. I want the fans to cheer. I don't want them to be on the phones. That's one of my pet peeves on wrestling fans. When they get on their yeah. phones and start Type and they're not paying attention to the match. You paid all this money to go to a show, but you're on your phone. Wait for an admission. Thanks. Wait for the match over. The Respect. funny thing is, those are. Uh, I will have to. Somebody disagree. I actually want people to try to be on their phones at times. If they're taking it pictures, crazy. if they're taking pictures, not even, videos, not even, not even. Go okay. ahead, go on social media, go on Twitter, go on Facebook, scroll, text your boyfriend, girlfriend, do what you want because it is that challenge that makes me love this business. Okay. If I'm able to talk, I never get into that ring and grab that microphone and I start talking the people who are already paying attention I'm happy they're paying attention okay there's the person who's scrolling through Facebook who stops looks up and then clicks their phone into lock mode to listen to what I have to say that's the achievement I gotcha that means that I am doing what I'm supposed to do I'm drawing your attention I'm making my presence acknowledged and if I see that there's more people on their phone than watching what I'm saying I mean listening to what I'm saying that means I gotta step it up that means I gotta start improving that's where the growth begins. Okay, um, I I saw this on on Facebook one day, and um, non wrestling fans they use the word the f word, the fake word, all the times and all that. Mm-hmm. And I always say, why don't you try what they do? You agree with mm-hmm. me saying they should try it for knocking it and understanding that I, people do get injured and people do. I say to do one of two things: either get into that ring, go to a wrestling camp, just do one day of it, one day of bumps. 
one day of flip, one day of trying to cut a promo in front of everybody. Try to do that for one day. And if you can't do that, date a professional wrestler. You'll see we're fucking crazy <laughs> for doing what we're doing. Oh, yeah. Wrestling is a, it's, it's, it's funny. Uh, the way that I've always put it to my family, wrestling is a stupid thing to ever get into, but it is the best thing you'll ever do. I don't know how to explain it better. It's, we beat up our bodies for five to God knows how long some of these iron matches can last. And our bodies are broken up, beaten up to the point where we struggle getting out of bed the next morning. And we do it for your entertainment. We're not doing it just to get paid. Like you go to NFL and you running back, you might not get tackled. You have the option of sliding onto the ground so that way you don't get tackled. You have the option of going out of bounds so that way you don't get tackled. In professional wrestling, when that dude hits you with a powerbomb onto a mat, that mat does not care if you're out of bounds, if you slip, it doesn't matter how you turn it. You're hitting that mat with force. Yeah. And that mat, depending on what, what, what ring you're in, can be kind or it can be very unforgiving. And until you have taken a bump, you'll never know. Or until you heard from a wrestler himself that you're close to after a 20-minute match and they come home to your house and they go, I'm going to go take a bath. And they don't leave that bath or shower for an hour because it helps keep their body from breaking. Mm-hmm. Then you'll know. Then you know that, you know, especially with like companies like H2O where a lot of those matches are hardcore like matches. Oh, yeah. A chair's a chair. <laughs> you can't fake that. Oh, oh, no, we don't. A kendo stick is a kendo stick. You can't fake that. Tax for tax. You can't fake that. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. And I stepped on the stat um, tack before, and that hurts. Oh, yeah. Legos. You stepped on Legos before. That shit hurts. Yeah, believe me, man. I'd rather fall on a. I'd rather be power bombed or F five <laughs> on a thing of tack than to ever be put. Uh, they ever be put onto a Lego. <laughs> uh, I totally understand, dude. Like, I, I, I got it. Um, I, um, like, I chipped a nail one time. I'm like, it's, it hurts so bad. I'm like, I can't wait to get home to cut it. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this pain sucks. And then nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell's going on? I got two more questions before we go off and then we ask about your social media, blah, 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 this and that. Okay. I have a game I like to play. It's non-wrestling related game. And okay. Dave always comes over and he goes, we're getting ready to play the five questions of doom. And then I can't do it. He does it better. He's a voice guy. And I just did it and he goes, question number one. And I haven't opened it up yet. And I'm, I'm behind right now because Dave's not here. It's like horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and um, before I start everything else, um, I when you come onto our podcast, you become family with us. And anytime you need anything, somebody to talk to, we are here and we will listen. And we're getting ready to do number one here. And I mean it so much. And um, let's pick this question right here. Favorite yeah. movie quote. You can't rain all the time. The Crow. Oh, I like that. I love that movie too. And oh my gosh, um, Brendan Lee. I, I liked him in Rapid Fire too, but but Crow. Oh my gosh, dude. The kid could have went anywhere. Yeah. And, I man, I, I tell people that all the time. Okay, I'm a lot older. Um, I'm 42, and I remember this social media account. You know, I mean, MySpace or Facebook. Okay. Which one you would pick, MySpace or Facebook? Uh, if you asked me 10 years ago, I probably would have picked MySpace, but Facebook I've adapted to more. Okay, the only thing I miss. Um, it's a little more organized. The only thing I miss about MySpace is putting your music online up. You know what I mean? Hate it. Uh, the only thing I miss in MySpace is the fact that I can put people in their places. Oh, oh yes, I remember that. So, <laughs> 
It's like you're my number one fan, friend. You know what I mean? And then other people are like, why is he number one? Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, okay, let's go to number three. Bruce Wayne or Tony Stark? Tony, easily. Okay, I respect that. I respect that a lot. I'm a Batman fan, so I always go to the dark side. Okay. I understand that. I just, uh, when it comes to DC, I think Oliver Queen did Bruce Wayne better. That's my personal opinion. Um, it's not a favorite opinion. I, I, I consider them two different people in a way because Bruce had all the toys. Because that, that was the Joker's saying. It's like, where does he get those wonderful toys in Batman? Okay, <laughs> ready for the next one. Number four, favorite board game. Favorite board game? Yeah. Hmm, that one's a little tougher. I play. I actually do play a lot of board games, but uh, I would say my favorite board game to play. You got me with this one, man. There's a lot of there's a lot of creative ones that I'm really a big fan of, but if I have to go OG style, it would be Risk. I love the strategy game. Oh my gosh, I remember Risk, and that was a fun game. And you know what the crazy thing is? I love Mousetrap. Don't know why. Okay. And that trap never worked right. So it was like trying mm-hmm. to get that to work, work right, and it just failed every time. So that's what was the fun of it. <laughs> okay, number five, the last one. Last book you read. The last book I read? It would be Anxiety Happens. I hope. It is a self-help book to help people with anxiety. Okay, mm-hmm. that's awesome. I, I read all, I, The books I read are either fantasy-based or uh, they're self-help books. Okay, improvement. I, I do more, I, I do a little fantasy, but I love Alex Cross books. I'm a big Alex Cross fan. Yep. So I'm behind right now because I have no time to read books. And I read one chapter the other day. I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss Alex. My, la- my last question for tonight and, and then we did the social media thing is uh-huh. give us a good road story. I am a big road person. I love driving everywhere. I Uber. I have great stories that I would love to sit down and tell you some funny ones when we meet again. Um, I am a big, giant road person. And um, it's all Uber and Lyft drivers. You know what I mean? You pick yeah. up so many weird people. But in wrestling, I know you guys have stories, too. You know what I mean? You drive down the road and something happens. and oh, We get them stories. We're going somewhere. I, I love going places and making Dave feel like I win at every craziness. Going up to strangers and asking them stupid questions or saying, hey, you're doing a good job shopping. Keep up the good work. Or jump up <laughs> behind them and go, hey, hey. Um, like I be- I went behind one couple of family and like they're walking and, and Alfred and George, George knows this one. And they turned around and they're like, looked at me. I'm like, this is not a tour. And <laughs> I do crazy <laughs> things. I, I, I do them to make myself laugh and be better to myself. Like It's okay. It's just life. And you can live and not get upset about everything. And yeah. it's like, and this is why I do this podcast thing. And, and my dog passed away today. So it's kind of hard. You know what I mean? So it's like, ah, why not? Give me a cool road story and I have some fun. So for a road story, this, is, this will be an interesting one. I was traveling with two individuals and we were driving to Massachusetts for a show. And we're having our fun and everything like that. And we're just joking around. Now, some people do not believe in the legalization of marijuana. Some people believe in the legalization of marijuana. I am somebody who strongly believes in its, uh, its ability to help with anxiety and all the other. And honestly, it's just fun. Um, but we were traveling, we got to Massachusetts, and when we got there, we saw a sign for a dispensary. Oh. We, we've never, I've, I've never been to a dispensary before. The two people I was driving with, they have. So we're driving. Call time at that time, I believe, was at 3.30. We still had 45 minutes left of a drive. We stopped at that dispensary. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> 
we we go in. When I tell you, man, I have seen my nine-year-old wake up on Christmas morning and get excited <laughs> for all the gifts that he was going to get. But I have never seen two grown men get so excited for all the different options they could purchase. Oh, yeah. They were looking at the candy. They were looking at the rolls. They were looking at the bags. And I'm sitting there going, I don't even know what to start with. <laughs> and, like, they helped guide me through. And I felt like I was at Willy Wonka's freaking weed factory, man. Like, oh. they were like, look at this. Look at this. Look at this. Oh, I, and when I, go ahead. Oh, I, I, I've been to places like that. You know what I mean? You walk in, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I'm laughing over here because I, I'm not, I'm, I don't, I don't do it. I don't like the smell. That's the reason why. But I believe in, yeah. Have fun, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I, I've been and there. it was just, it was just an experience because like I'm sitting there like trying to be the responsible one, like guys, we gotta we gotta be there by call time. And the other two are sitting there going, "It's cool, man. We'll say we'll have tire problems or something like that." I'm like, <laughs> "Why is this so? Why can't we do this tomorrow?" But that's but that's who I am. Like one of the names that people say is like Papa King. Yeah. Sometimes just due to the fact that like I'm always trying to be like the father figure. Like guys, I need a promo by this point. Guys, I need I need we need to be able to be at the show at this time. Guys, we need to be there for setup at this time. I'm just like, I'm the father figure. This is how I trained myself to be. And I forget sometimes that uh, these guys are grown men, but they, they're, when they get excited, they get excited. Oh, and yeah. I'm the same as that way at times. <laughs> but I'm, that day, that day will always, I will always remember that travel. Oh my gosh. I, I'm a big movie buff, so I collect movies and all that. Going into yeah. a place in Delaware called Second Charles, and my eyes yeah. opened up with the movies, and I'm like going through, I'm like, I need this, 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 and this, and this. And I was happy, you know what I mean? Um, yeah. But yesterday, um, we... We were supposed to be um, up there to set up and all that, and um, everybody's having problems and all this. Brian couldn't do anything, and he couldn't come with us because something happened in his family, so it everything just, like, pounded down, and, and I'm like, I need to find somebody to do the mixer, and if I do it and all that stuff, and I'm not going to pay attention to the guests, and I need to pay attention to the guests. It's my job to pay attention, and I was like, oh, let me call the, um, George. George knows how to do it. We And a lot of little fiction right there, and, and he has rules now. He's not able to play on his phone, stuff like that, um, but everybody goes, oh, let's stop at a fast food place for food. And I'm like, no, we can go to Lucky's. And we totally, I totally forgot we had, I didn't know what time we had to be there to set up. And eh, we got there on time, you know what I mean? But um, I, I pushed it a little bit more because I sat down and had eggs and scrapple and sausage and um, chip beef because I put chip beef on my scrapple and tastes amazing. <laughs> That's so, you know, us fat people love food and I love my scrapple and chip beef on each other and meat and cream and on, oh my gosh, and, and up here in um, Delco area, we'll say shit on the sh- shingle, but people that don't know what I'm talking about, I say chip, but um, <laughs> I had a wonderful time with you, my friend. I'm glad to be on the show, man. I know we've been trying to get this going for a minute now, but uh, yeah, a lot of things yeah it, it, it was an experience that definitely needed to be done needed to be felt how did i do because this is without dave it's kind of weird <laughs> you gotta have confidence in yourself man oh. with or without anybody you gotta keep that you got it shouldn't be about my opinion oh At the end uh, of the day uh, i'm here to talk and everything like that but like <laughs> my personal belief i think you did great but you're the one that has to make that choice on how did you feel you did oh i i feel i i like i i felt like it was great you know what i mean i and that's all that matters man <laughs> I, I i know i i like to hear other people's too because i i want to hear i want to learn i want to learn 
this is my learning thing. I ask questions. I want to know how I did, what I should fix, what I should do. But it's like wrestling. You go up to a wrestler and go, I want, um, what did I, how did I do? Um, what should I fix? What should I do? What should I do better? And I feel, I I feel when I'm with Dave, we are come, we are funny together. I love it. And it makes me happy because he's my brother. You know what I mean? He will always be my brother and a family. Well, that's it. well, that just means that, you know, there's a future, a future uh, interview that has to happen with all three of us. Oh, big time, big time. And like I said, um, when you come onto our show, you're family and you'll always be family. And anytime you need anything, if you're on a side of road in Delaware, or Delco, or Pennsylvania, wherever, and you need a help, you can call me. I will I drop. appreciate it, man. I will drop what I'm doing because this is what you do. You help other people in this world. And I don't care who you are. Um, if you need help, well, we need to help each other. Pay it forward. That movie changed my life a little bit. You know what I mean? But I believe in that. And what everything that went went crazy in my life, like I lost a sister, I lost my mom before my, I was 17. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's horrible. And then you have a brother that's always sick. He's always in the hospital, always having operations. Exactly like Val, how Val is. You know what I mean? Everybody knows Val. And um, yeah. that's how my brother is. He's always in the hospital. He almost died in 2009 with heart failure, stuff like that. And like, I want to make everybody know I am here if you need to talk. Um, People I just recently, um, like I know them growing up, but I knew their grandparents really well because they lived across the street from me. They just lost their mother. And I was like, dude, if you ever need to talk, I am there. I've been through it. I will listen. And they, everybody says thank you. And I really do mean it. Anybody that needs to talk, I am here. <laughs> See, that was choke up right there. Uh, yeah, my voice is going crazy today. I think I need some tea. So you got any social media um, outlet for um, the fans out there? Yeah, you can find me on Facebook under Benjamin King, on Twitter and Instagram as Benjamin King MF. And if you're looking for The Division, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook under Division LLC. And if you're listening, buy their shirts. They're awesome. Find those on uh, whatamaneuver.com or .net, or you can go on Pro Wrestling Tees. We'll be on both stores. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Benjamin King, and I'm on the 2300 Podcast. And if you have never listened, then I strongly suggest for you sit back, pop some earbuds in, pop on one of their shows, and pay attention, because you won't want to miss what's about to be said. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you. And this has been the 2300 Wrestling Podcast. I'm Dave Keener alongside D.B. Richards, and we'll see you in the ring.